We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the DFS OGs podcast, talking everything week eight. We're back here, as promised, with part two. We'll take a look at the three afternoon games. We'll break down Sunday night football, Monday night football. We'll answer some user questions, and we're going to get a rant from our very own head chopper. We always love those. Interested to see what he has to say, but welcome back in. Let me bring in my fellow OGs. Notorious Chop. Notorious, let's get started with you. I don't know if Chop's going to go off right away here, if he's waiting on this ramp, but how we doing, brother? Yeah, doing good. Uh, Chop not only teased the viewers, but he teased us as well. So uh, I'm just as anxious to hear what he's got to say. Yeah, we're in the dark as well. And he, he usually brings up some good stuff. So Chop, are we going right to the rant or are we going to do some analysis first? Chop keeping us in the dark here. I don't I don't bring up <laughs> I don't bring up anything that is out of the ordinary that the average guy doesn't encounter in his life. You know, I'm just bringing it to the to the sun to the sunlight so people can see it, man. So uh, you know what? We did the last show. I've kind of I've kind of calmed down a little, but I'm going to let it build up a little bit and, and simmer a little bit and we we'll get to it in a minute. Okay. Let's, let's do some analysis first. I have a feeling I know where you're going now. We'll, we'll leave it. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it when you're ready. So let's talk some football here. Again, appreciate everybody for tuning in. So we're talking Sunday afternoon. Let's start, guys, with Colts and Raiders. Chop, what's going on with the Raiders? I mean, I, I think it was a good move, trading away Amari Cooper. I don't know what the hell your Cowboys were thinking. You can touch on that if you want. But giving a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, Oakland collecting picks, 
I see a dumpster fire in their future. So there's a lot of value pieces on the Raiders. Break those down at the interest level. And then the Colts, they got it done. Andrew Luck, four touchdowns. Marlon Mack looked great. Is this a spot we go back to the Indianapolis offense? A lot to get to here. Colts and Raiders, Chop, what do you got? Yeah, well, for starters, the trade where they sent tomorrow, it was a good trade for the Raiders, definitely, because you're going nowhere. You're going to tank anyway. Get the pick. I get it. And I understand what the Cowboys are doing. As a fan, I would prefer probably not to spend a first-round pick right there, but it's a first-round pick. The division is so wide open. I understand why they made the move (laughs) because the defending Super Bowl champ is in the division, and they're under 500. So this division is wide open. You can get to the playoffs this year, and that's kind of all you want as a fan base is just give us a chance in the playoffs. So – I understand it. That's fine. You, you, they were going to spend the first-round pick on a wide receiver anyway. You just lose a little bit of control over him, you know, shorter amount of time, but whatever. We'll get it. It's a good move for the Raiders. They get a first-round pick. But what it tells us is that even with Gruden there, 100% ready to tank this season. So, yes, I will fire up all the Indianapolis skill players, and I'll start with T.Y. Hilton. Even on the road, I hate playing him on the road, but – you know, he's going to take advantage of this uh, this Raiders team that's just ready to mail it in now. So, love T.Y., love Andrew Luck. I think you could go to Marlon Mack because if they do build a lead, he's going to get 18, 19, 20 carries if they get a good lead here, and he's going to make them count. So, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with all those Indianapolis skill players for the Raiders playing catch-up in this game, I think, against a weaker team. It's going to be interesting to see who takes over the mantle as the most targeted guy in the offense. I, would, I wouldn't imagine it could possibly be Jordy Nelson at this stage of his career, so maybe they unleash Martavis Bryant. But I think somebody's going to step up in the receiving core and actually have a decent game here. So I may be playing uh, some Martavis Bryant in, in tournaments. The two guys appealing to me for Oakland, I'm not sure how invested I'm going to be yet. It's still early in the week. But Jared Cook at 5,000, I think, may become – that top guy in the offense. And then Jalen Richard out of the backfield. I'm not trusting Doug Martin. Been there, done that. I am done with Doug Martin. Jalen Richard, a guy that gets a ton of targets uh, out of that backfield. And they should be playing from behind here, like you said, Chop. So, for me, those are the two guys that are somewhat interesting. But, again, it's still a dumpster fire. And I, I tend to stay away from things like that. Derek, thoughts on the Raiders' value? Any interest in any of these guys? And then the Colts. Is it Mack? Is it Luck? Is it Hilton? Is it all the above? Uh, yeah, Colts definitely like their side of the ball. Oakland, 31, 31st in DVOA against the pass. Andrew Luck didn't really have to do much last week. They were just in control of that game. I think he airs it out quite a bit here. I agree with Chop. I think you can actually play T.Y. Hilton outdoors. Uh, he's getting a lot of shorter passes this year uh, with Luck being behind center. And he's averaging 66 and a half yards on the road, only 62 at home. So, uh, you know, maybe those home road splits aren't as drastic uh, this year as they were in the past. Marlon Mack, you mentioned it, a really good game, 21 touches, 159 yards, and two touchdowns. We talked about him a little bit on the pod last week. I don't think the Colts want luck to throw it 50 times a game, so if they can get that running game going again, uh, don't mind 5,400. Then for the Raiders, you know, everyone wants it to be Jalen Richard. I do as well. He's certainly more talented than Doug Martin, but for whatever reason, uh, Gruden just loves Doug Martin. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with the running backs. I think I'll probably play Richard, but if Martin ends up having the bigger game, I certainly wouldn't be surprised given uh, how much he likes him. And, yeah, they're just in full tank mode. 
they signed <laughs> Gruden for what, 10 years. Um, so they're in no rush, uh, just collecting those first round picks. I think it's actually a pretty good strategy, uh, you know, from their point of view. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you guys. I like Martavis Bryant, only 3,700 on DraftKings. I like Jared Cook, uh, 5,000. Seems a little pricey. He is hit or miss. He's had two games above 30 fantasy points and four games below 10 fantasy points. Um, so probably not going to be your cash game option, but certainly worth a look in tournaments. Yeah, Colts 20th most fantasy points allowed to tight ends and the ninth most fan or receiving yards allowed to running back so far this season. So uh, I think Rashard definitely interests, but he likes Doug Martin because he's washed up and he's old. That, that's why he likes Doug Martin. And if they're going to move forward with all his picks, but you're going to do it with Derek Carr, I don't think this is going to work. So interested to see if they make any other moves here, if they really think that's their guy moving forward. But uh, interesting developments here, some value. We'll see how it progresses throughout the week as far as ownership. But right now I'm more of a stay away uh, than an attack on the Raiders. All right, next game we got San Francisco and Arizona, Derek. Arizona, I don't know what to do with this team. We keep waiting. Is it going to be David Johnson's turn? Well, at least we got rid of Mike McCoy. Byron Leftwich steps in any hope here for David Johnson that they can be a little bit more innovative and creative against the San Francisco defense. And then how do the Niners respond? Obviously got punched in the mouth, knocked the, you know what out by the Rams. Do they respond here against Arizona? Which team are you targeting here? Niners Cardinals. And my main man, Byron Leftwich, uh, the longest windup in the history of NFL quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. I used to have a Leftwich Jersey. So uh, hopefully he can get this offense going a little bit. Certainly. It can't be worse than McCoy. You got that right. Uh, I'll give David Johnson one more chance. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, uh, but he's going to get 20-plus touches, hopefully, in a game where they're not uh, underdogs. Uh, it's basically set as a pick -em. So, yeah, I'll go back to the David Johnson well. Uh, I think Kirk's an interesting play. Uh, he's been pretty good so far this season, 4,500 for a number one receiver. Certainly enticing uh, at home against a bad defense. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Patrick Pat Peterson has been uh, – shadowing over the last couple of weeks so I kind of expect him to be on Goodwin if that's the case we can go right back to Kittle and then just keep an eye on uh, Matt Breda if he ends up being out then is that Mostart? Mostart? How do you mustard, say Mustard. Uh, Chop mustard. what do you think? What, what's the pronunciation there? Mustard sounds good. Mustard. <laughs> let's just make it easy. <laughs> I think it's most Mostert. Mostert. Uh, mustard, I believe is right but I like yeah. mustard better. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like mustard, so uh, I'll say mustard. And, yeah, I think uh, if he ends up – if Bray ends up being out, then I think he's going to be the guy in the passing game because Alfred Morris just doesn't really do much uh, on that side of things. Yeah, he could be an intriguing value play, 3,800. We know the Cardinals have given it up to the running back position. So, you know, what about your boy Beathard? You, you didn't you mention him. You want to go back to that well. <laughs> I'm like one week late or one week early on everyone. So – yeah, maybe maybe this is it. I don't I don't know. All right, Chop, you can talk, Mr. Beathard, if you like. David Johnson, what are we doing with this game? Pretty low total. I don't think there's a ton to get excited about, but any goodness you can pull out of this one. Uh, you know, at that price tag, I think you could play better. That'd be fine. You know, uh, like I wasn't super stoked on him last week. I'm not super stoked on him, but it's a good price tag. You just – there's just not a lot of separation in the price tag for these quarterbacks these days. So, uh, you know, you could spend an extra five or 600 and get a really good quarterback. So, I don't know. He's, he's still on – he'll still be on my list, but he's not – I'm not going out of my way there. And I think I think Derek hit it on the head. Goodwin probably going to get shadowed. Don't – probably don't want any part of him. 
Uh, I'm certainly not going to trust Garcon or Kendrick Bourne or anybody like that. So George Kittle would be the natural guy you, you gravitate to in the offense. And on the flip side, don't hate David Johnson or Christian Kirk. I'll stay away from uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I probably don't want to mess around with any more Ricky Sills-Jones this year. I mean, or maybe in the perfect matchup down the road, but he hasn't really done what we thought he might do this year. So Johnson, Kirk, seem fine. That's, you know, it's not a super appealing game, but there are some pieces in there you could fill out your roster with. And real quick, Josh Rosen wasn't a walking boot after that game, but sounds like he's out of it, should be ready to go. So he is questionable as of now, but I think he'll be fine. Not to say that he's in play, but you like his connection with Christian Kirk. So if he's in there, it makes Kirk more of a viable option. So keep an eye on that, but should be good to go. Let's move to the game of the week, boys. Green Bay and the Rams, a massive total of 57 in this one chop. But my Packers, big-time underdogs, probably rightfully so here in this game. Ten, nine-and-a-half-point underdogs here to the mighty Rams. So our boy Todd Gurley chop just continues to get it done on pace for 30. Two touchdowns, 9,800. Do we pay that price for Todd Gurley against the Packers? I don't know if I'm if I'm listening to Derek's idol, Mr. Warren Sharp, he's going to tell me to Todd Gurley is way overrated. So I don't know what to believe anymore. Do I believe Mr. Sharp or do I believe my own eyeballs that tell, tell me Todd Gurley is a very unique individual and, and just makes things happen on the field? I don't know what to think anymore, but – like the guy scores every game. He not only scoring every game, he's scoring multiple times every game. He's like the center of that offense. They've designed it around him right now. I'm sure the coach is so smart, though. You know, if you took Todd Gurley out, he would design it differently and things would have – maybe they would run – I mean, seriously, they would probably design things around Brandon Cooks. You know, he's a smart coach, but right now it's Todd Gurley because he is who he is and he's the best offensive player on the field when the Rams play, so – yeah, you can't not play Todd Gurley at this point. You just got to make sure you get some shares of Todd Gurley at nine. And that price tag would have to rise up to about 11000 on DraftKings to really take him out of consideration. Anytime he's going to be under 10, he's in play. So Gurley's in play. These receivers are in play. This is a good shootout, but it'll be heavily targeted by the fantasy community. So you're not really pulling the wool over anybody's eyes here. And on the flip side... Gotta love you some Devontae Adams. He's matchup proof. We, we, we know that by now. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a good game. Don't know if I could pull the trigger on anybody in the backfield because we just don't know, especially if they're playing slightly from behind here. I don't know if it'll be an Aaron Jones game. So, And it looks like Cobb and Allison are coming back, so it should put a damper on the, the rookies out there. So I'd probably stick with Devontae as my number one guy on the Green Bay side. Yeah, I mean, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's been great, but if Cobb and Allison are back, they are practicing today as of this recording. So, you know, you're really throwing darts at that point to, to roster any of those guys, in my opinion. I agree with Adams. Rodgers playing catch-up is obviously an attractive option, but not Gurley, man. Come on. Warren, you can't really believe that now. Warren, Warren was making a case for how Todd Gurley is not it. not the MVP. Uh, <laughs> I saw it. I just love it. I love my it. eyes. And then people comparing, well, Malcolm Brown's been just as effective, and <laughs> this guy's replaceable. How are we going to compare Malcolm Brown and his, however many carries he has to what Todd Gurley's doing? Just get out of here. Just blend the two. Why can't we just blend your eyeballs and analytics? Why can't we do that? Thank goodness. But, Derek, before my blood pressure goes up too high here, Packers-Rams, what do you think? 
Uh, so first off, yeah, I'm a big fan of Sharp's work, but I uh, definitely don't agree with everything he says. And uh, I've never even talked to him, so definitely not uh, my boy. Um, oh, I, heard you help- <laughs> I, heard, I heard you helped him trim that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, as far as the Packers go, Aaron Rodgers in a game where they need to score 30 points to be competitive or he's going to have to air it out 50 times. Uh, I'll take him. Uh, I actually don't mind him. Uh, you know, right there with Mahomes is my top quarterback play of the week. And yeah, if you pair him up with Adams, that's fine. But you can use uh, Naked Rodgers as well. Uh, he's just got so many options to work with right now that I don't think you necessarily have to pair him up with one of his receivers. I wish DraftKings would have priced Gurley a little more expensive. I thought they had it right two weeks ago against the Broncos when he was 10K, and then they lowered it last week, and it's still only 9,800. You know, he's 11,000 over on FanDuel, so that at least gives you a choice to fade him. Uh, there's nothing worse than when a guy's going to be 50, 60% owned. Uh, it just makes it less fun. I mean, I'm obviously going to be on him. Uh, he has 56 red zone opportunities this season. Uh, he has 14 more than Kamara, and then the next closest. Uh, is only has 33 fewer than Gurley. So, I mean, he's just been a monster. He's going to get 25 to 30 touches, going to keep playing him. And then for the receiver, it's just going to be a wait-and-see approach uh, with Cooper Cup. If he's out, definitely going right back to Woods and Cooks. And it's a great game to stack. It's another one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the the old Sunday afternoon hammer. Like Chop said, a lot of people are going to stack that game, so you got to get creative with that one. Think outside the box, but certainly in cash games, you want a lot of exposure to that one all right that'll wrap us up for the main slate let's go to sunday night football we get a little rematch from the playoffs new orleans and minnesota i mean this one should be a fun showdown slate we don't have that pricing but we will cover it with the analysis of the game Derek. in a close spread here one point spread 53 point total we know both of these teams can put up points what side are you favoring here saints vikings or is pretty much everybody in play here yeah, in terms of the showdown slate, I, I don't think you can fade either side. It's hard to fade Thielen at this point. I mean, just look at his game log. It's almost as good as Gurley's uh, in his last six games, 34, 27, 31, 28, 32, and 29 fantasy points. Uh, those are unreal. He's getting 10-plus targets every single week. He's getting you know 100-plus uh, yards every single week. He's going to avoid Marshawn Lattimore. So just keep firing up. Uh, Adam Thielen, I know he's going to be popular, but he's a tough fade at this point. I got to love the spot for uh, the passing game as well with Cousins. Uh, the Saints are number one in DVOA against the run, and they're 30th in DVOA against the pass. So it's uh, a nice pass funnel defense there. You can play digs here too. Maybe take a shot on Rudolph. Um, continue to wait and see with Cook. I'll probably be avoiding uh, both running backs if he's active. And then if he's out, you can go right back to Latavius Murray, who Based on the main slate pricing, uh, or the Thursday and Monday pricing, he's really cheap. So uh, interested to see what that'll look like on the showdown pricing. Then for the Saints, I mean, I know the Minnesota defense hasn't been good, but they uh, were dominant at home last year. We know Greece hasn't been as good on the road throughout his career. Um, kind of sets up well for another Alvin Kamara game. Uh, and, you know, maybe go to one of these, uh, you know, second or third wide receivers and, Traquan Smith, uh, maybe Ben Watson, because Thomas is going to have to deal with uh, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, we, we talked about last week, I'm pretty sure, about Traquan Smith and, and Meredith and how they'd have opportunities. We didn't want to roster him against the Ravens, but I think this could be a spot where you go to. So on the main slate pricing, they're pretty cheap. But one thing I never thought I'd see, 2018, Adam Thielen, higher price than every single wide receiver on the slate. 
including Antonio Brown chop. So just amazing what this guy has done. But if we're looking at the full week pricing, get a $2,000 discount on Stefan Diggs. We keep waiting for that pendulum to turn. Is it Thielen? Is it Diggs? Is it both? Yeah, it's unfortunate that this is a an island game where we're just pretty much forced for just showdowns because, yeah, I would love to play Diggs on a regular slate at a little bit of a discount here. I think this is a, a big Diggs breakout game. And not that I don't think Thielen still gets his 100 yards because I think there's room. We've seen it in the shootouts for Minnesota. Both of them are going to get theirs. I think Diggs gets as much as Thielen this week, if not more. So I like that. On the showdown slate, I'm playing – I would play them both. Um, if you can find a way to squeeze in Cousins, that's fine. But I don't think you need him because you're getting all your production from those two guys anyway. All his production is going to be those two guys. So that's that. And on the flip side, it's definitely a Alvin Kamara game if you're going that route. Uh, this doesn't shape up to be a big Mark Ingram game right here. So Kamara, uh, I mean, Michael Thomas is matchup proof and all, but – in order to fit in Thielen and Diggs, who I would rather have, you got to fade Michael Thomas and you got to go down there and take a shot on a Smith or a Meredith, and that's what you got to do here. So I, and I, I'm perfectly fine with that because I think, like you said, it kind of shapes up for one of those guys to break out here anyway. So it's a very good game in real life, very good game in fantasy. I just wish we were getting it on the, on the main slate as opposed to just three minuscule little games in the afternoon. Yeah, I, I, I wish they would leave that game on the main slate. You could still have your showdowns and all that. I agree they want to turn money over. I, I get all that. But this is one of those games, like you said, Chop, that we'd want on the main slate. But it is what it is. Now let's move on to Monday Night Football. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. Top, we're going to have to break one of your rules here. I'm pretty sure that you have a, a, a policy of not rostering Buffalo Bills, but they're, they're on the Monday night game here. New England up to 15-point favorites on five dives, but you, you got to pick a Buffalo Bill. So we know the New England side's in play. We know they're all in play. Everybody's going to stack New England. How can we get creative with Buffalo is the question. Yeah, you got to take somebody. So uh, I'm looking up and down here, and I think the guy I'm going to take is uh, maybe uh, Nathan Peterman. Why not use a C strategy? We'll go back up quarterback here. <laughs> Super cheap. You know Derek Anderson is going to get benched at some point in this game, or he's going to get hurt because they're going to put so much pressure on him. Yeah, I don't – I'm definitely not spending any uh, big money on this. I'm, I'm certainly not rostering a quote-unquote stud from Buffalo. I could, I'll pass on – McCoying them for a showdown slate. This is actually kind of um, just strictly from a gameplay standpoint. This is a fine game. I'm definitely not going to watch one minute of this game, but from a fantasy perspective, there's a clear path to winning uh, this showdown slate. And it is take a cheap Buffalo player and then cross your fingers and hope you could pick the five correct New England guys because uh, it's going to be a New England onslaught. So it's pretty easy money right there. All right. Well, we got Sony Michelle looking doubtful. So we know it's going to be a lot of James White, Kenyon Barner. We'll see if they bring anybody else in, you know, and then you got, like you said, Edelman, Gordon, Hogan, 
Gronk grew up in this area, so I would expect him to be ready, but they could also look at it and say, hey, we're 15-point favorites. Let's give him another week off. So a lot still to be decided here. Derek, same question to you. We, we know that everybody's probably going to have four or five New England guys when playing this game. Got to find somebody on Buffalo. Does anybody stand out as a guy, or are we just throwing darts? Uh, I mean, you're definitely throwing darts, but I think there are some interesting names. McCoy, I mean, he's in the concussion protocol at this point. I don't really see them rushing him back. So maybe look at Marcus Murphy. He saw six targets last week, caught five of them. Uh, Derek Anderson threw the ball a bunch, only had 175 yards. So definitely not looking to throw the ball downfield. Uh, maybe look at Kevin Benjamin. He seemed to be Anderson's favorite target in that one. Uh, so those would be the two bills I would look at. And then yeah, I can't wait to see James White in a workhorse role. I know Barner is going to mix in, but uh, I definitely think White's going to be the guy over there. And, yeah, you, know, you just play all the all the Patriots and then uh, take a shot on you know, one of the Bills' cheap guys. And, yeah, maybe avoid the, the Pats' defense since they're going to be so highly owned. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's – they'll probably be the highest owned. So, one thing that could happen here, and – I just have a feeling it's going to happen. I'm going to get sucked in again. There's word Mike Gillisley may be coming back <laughs> to New England. So we'll keep an eye on that. I'm hoping they bring in like Tamarco Murray or somebody where I don't have to worry about it. But Hopefully he's not available in the player pool for yeah, you. They'll do it just to, to take more <laughs> of my dollars that they didn't get this week. But And one quick pour one out I forgot about, Ezekiel Elliott. I know he's not on this slate, but my goodness, Chop. That's your, that's your boy. That's your team. But I was all in on Zeke against Washington to not work out so well. So, forward out for Zeke Elliott. Now, let's do some bold calls. You know, something we used to do a lot last season of the podcast. We really haven't done a ton of it this season. So, I hope I'm not catching you guys off guard here. But any bold calls here for week eight before we move on to user questions. And we're going to wrap up the pod with the rant. You know, we'll get to it. We promise the people we'll do that last Chop, any bold calls here for week eight? Uh, you know, the only bold call – okay, I'll give you the bold call. I think um, – it's bold, man, but I think on Johnson uh, ends up being the number one running back this week in uh, FanDuel points. on Johnson against Seattle, I think they blow a hole through the line, and he's looked great. He looked great at Auburn, and Auburn is struggling now. So I think he's got a lot more talent than we ever gave him credit for. He's looked great with Detroit. And uh, I think he's getting more and more of a workload every week. And I think it's going to culminate in a big game against Seattle. All right. That's pretty bold. Derek, bold call week eight. All right. I'll say uh, Byron Leftwich gets this offense for, the, for Arizona going a little bit. And I'll go David Johnson. Uh, turns back the clock over 150 yards and two touchdowns against the Niners who are ranked in the bottom five in fantasy points allowed to running backs. All right. I thought you might go a Lamar Miller call there, get back on board that train. But uh, <laughs> I was going to go with Aaron Rodgers going over 40 fantasy points. I don't know if that's bold enough. I think he does have a big day. But I'm going to go with our boy Mustard to go over 100 yards and, <laughs> yeah. and really, uh, really have a productive game against this Arizona defense. Uh, I don't think Matt Breida is going to be ready to go as, as tough as he's been. Could be mustard in that backfield, and I think he has a big day. So, my bold call, 22-plus fantasy points and over 100 yards for Mr. Mustard. All right, let's get to some user questions. Don't have a ton of them this week. That's on me, not getting the tweet out soon enough. We'll do better trying to get it out there a little bit earlier. But let's get to the ones that we do have here. 
we'll start with Derek. We're going to start with your wife. She's got some good questions here. So we'll start with you. Would you rather give up showering for a month or the internet for a month? Yeah, I mean, this one's easy. You can't give up the internet. Chop. Yeah, that was an incredibly, surprisingly hard question to answer. And I'm going to say, I just don't take a shower for a month, man. Yeah, I'm the same. That's why they make things like dude wipes. So you can still <laughs> look at the internet and just keep yourself as clean as you can without a shower. There's ways. You, you could, you know, you could jump in the lake and, and take a bath. You could stand out in the rain. But the old dude wipes, very, very handy. Chop, tacos or burgers? You got to give up one forever. Which one? Another one. This one pushed the. I mean, this one pushed me to come up with an answer. I'm gonna say. Uh, I think ultimately I could give up the burger and just keep the taco. I think it's more versatile food. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep tacos and give up the burgers. That's exactly my answer. Love a good burger, but tacos you can do a variety of ways, different meats, different styles. It's tacos for me. I'm getting rid of the burgers. Derek, tacos or burgers? Got to give up one forever. Yeah, while I do love a good In-N-Out burger, unlike you two, uh, I'm going to give up the burgers and uh, take the taco. <laughs> Don't like In-N-Out. It's just overrated. Like, kind of like Chop's argument with Chick-fil-A, I guess. That's mm -hmm. all. So, favorite physical quality about each other. <laughs> I don't know how to answer this one. This is a little weird. Yeah. This is a little awkward. Any, anybody got anything to say here? Are we moving on? I, I, I will say this much, okay? On a good day. I might be I might be five ten and a half. So you know, and I think I'm shrinking actually with age. So I for you know I'd like to uh, stand in your shoes and see what it's like to be about six four six five for a couple of days. That'd be nice. So I'll, I I would say the height the height on you two guys. Uh, I appreciate it. It's it's nice to be up here in the, in the rarefied air. Derek, anything to go here? I got nothing. I love you guys and all, but <laughs> this one threw me for a loop. Yeah, don't have much. Uh, I do like Chop's head chopper jersey, though. Uh, oh, does yeah. that count as a physical yeah. quality? Yeah, that's pretty good. That was a good – Chop, we need to bring that one back. We need to unretire the jersey. Well, I got to make a basketball final, live final. All right, <laughs> let's do it. Now, if you if you met our boy Big T in the airport, would you ask for an autograph? I think that's what this, this comes down to. So, guys, Big T getting some love out there on Twitter. Would you Would you ask for the old windmill autograph, Chop? Yeah, why not, man? That guy's a legend, man. He's uh, You got to get you a Big T autograph if you get a chance to. Absolutely. Derek, Big T autograph, what do you say? Yeah, if you got the chance, you got to get it. Uh, I've never met anyone that had you know one of those dentist tools fall down their throats before. Ooh. <laughs> that was Good crazy story I've ever heard. Uh, speaking of that, from George Murray, most pain you've ever been in. So, Derek, we'll start with you. Yeah, I've had a pretty sheltered life, I would say. Uh, not really any injuries, not really any emotional pain. Um, so yeah, I don't really have a good answer for you. I got a great answer here, and it's emotional pain. It was my <laughs> second daughter being born, and we're in the room, and her head's too damn big because she's got a head the size of mine. So what does the doctor do? He, he goes behind this little thing, and he comes out. Oh, no, mind you, my wife's you know ready to roll. Baby's coming. He busts out the biggest pair of the, they're almost mm. like garden shears. And mm. he starts going towards her, you know what, with these shears. I literally got sick as a dog, almost passed out, thinking, <laughs> what in the hell are you going to do with those things down there? Because we don't need to be cutting that all open and damaging my, my goods there. So was in a lot of emotional pain. Again, almost threw up, so I guess you call it physical pain. But, yeah, that, that was a rough day for the old beer man. Don't, don't bring garden shears near a – you're the gold mine. So, chop. Most pain you've ever been in. 
you know, that's a good one right there. The emotional pain. Oh, but it was, it was a rough day, dude. <laughs> For the physical pain, I mean, I was thinking back on it, and there's been a few things that have been kind of rough. But I would say when I was like 18, I got into a fight and I broke my hand. So it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and, you know, my friends take me to the emergency room. I don't know. We're just we – don't, I don't know what they were – we thought they were going to do. We get in there, and uh, I guess luckily or unluckily – the, the attendant working that that doctor working was a friend of a friend of ours, you know, the, the father of a friend of ours. So like, he's like, man, I'm not supposed to do this, but I might be able to set this thing right here in the emergency room, but I can't give you any, any pain medication here, you know? So, but if you want me to try to set it, that may save you a trip to the doctor if I can get it in there. So I got this bone. It's a, it's a boxer's fracture, a puncher's fracture, right? It's, you can see it poking up through the, you know, the skin in my hand. And I go, yeah, go for it, man. Why not? It's two in the morning. I'm 18. I don't care, man. Do it. I don't want to go back to the doctor and have him set it later on. So man, he starts to poke around in there and trying to move this broken bone into place and set it. <laughs> and for about three or four minutes, that was about the most God awful pain I've ever felt. And then finally stops and goes, yeah, I can't get it. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And let us go. And I had, to, I had to go back later on and get it rebroken anyway and, and set. But that was rough, man. You should have just did the Jordan Reed and got that baby removed. <laughs> All right. Uh, from Ultimate Sports Fan, you guys watch Marvel movies. If so, what's your favorite series? He says Iron Man, Spider-Man, Avengers, Thor, other. I'm going to say I'm not a huge Marvel guy. I mean, I, I don't dislike the movies, just never really got into comic books. I did enjoy the Avengers. You know, I like me a good Batman movie, Spider-Man. I think they've done way too many trilogies of that, but. That's my two cents. So, Chop, Marvel movies, yay, nay, and, and what's your favorite if so? Yeah, I watch them. They're pretty entertaining to watch with the kids. And I would say that the, my favorite out of all those is has definitely become the Thor because the Thor has actually taken on a real comedic personality in his movies. So I, I do appreciate a good, a good co comedy Marvel Avenger. So Thor, I would say Thor. Now, this is how much I don't know. Does Deadpool count as a Marvel movie? Because hmm, Deadpool one. is a great movie, that I will say. So I don't know if that's Marvel or not, but did enjoy some Deadpool. Derek, Marvel movies, yes or no? If so, what's your favorite? Yeah, I haven't seen many of these. The wife uh, hates them, so uh, I don't really want to go to the movies by myself. But uh, I did see Black Panther. Thought that was really good. Uh, so does that count? Yeah, Marvel, I, right? yeah, I heard good things about that. I wouldn't mind seeing that. So we'll put it on the to-do list. All right, let's end with this question from D. Watt. You can only play head-to-head -head against one other player for the rest of your fantasy career. Who are you most afraid of being paired up with? Derek. Yeah, this one's tough. It's probably more sports-specific. Uh, if it's basketball, I probably don't want to be paired up with Maki Supa, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, he's been uh, you know, one of the best basketball players for a long time. Uh, Jet Black, really good at football. Then you have, like, Tuttle and, uh, you know, Hoop and those guys. Uh, uh, playing those huge head-to-head -head contests. So, uh, yeah, a lot of those guys I don't want to play. Uh, it just depends on the sport. This one's tough to narrow it down for sure. I'm, I'm going to say you two because I don't want to, you know, we don't need to be swapping money back and forth. Let's, let's true, make that's some true. money. <laughs> let's print the money, not steal the money from us. But so many guys to name that, that I respect out there. So I'll just say you two for now, which, which I highly respect. So, Chop, one player you don't want to play against. Anybody stand out? Yeah, I'd say uh, head-to-heads, rest, rest of your career, I don't want to play against bird wings because, number one, he's built a career off of head-to-heads uh, and 
good cash teams and being consistent. And, and secondly, if you're playing bird wings, you're probably playing against CSU and hoop also helping him build that lineup. So I'm actually uh, in the hole there already. Oh yeah. The old team. So we'll leave that one alone for now. We could have a whole podcast. About and I like those. I love those. Oh, yeah. I'm Absolutely. just giving them a hard time. Absolutely. For sure. So, all right, that'll do it for the user questions. Now the moment we've all been waiting for here, part two of the DFS OGs podcast as promised. And I think I know where he's going here. I'm going to enjoy this one. Chop, the floor is yours, sir. What is the rant? What do you need to get off your chest here? What do we got? Well, I think I – don't, I don't know. I think you might have misjudged me here. I don't, I don't think you know where I'm going because it's just a personal thing that happened to me this past week. So it's kind of out of the blue. But my daughter got – she got sick. She got a cough. You know you know how that is when you get oh, yeah. preteen. You know, those kids, they get coughs. They get whatever. You got to take them to the doctor. So we took her to the doctor. Or, you know, it was one of those things where, hey, she's got a cough and a fever. Call the doctor, see if they got room for her today. Okay, call the doctor. Sure, they can see her today, so we'll take her in there. So you get up in there, and, uh, you know, the doctor's not there. You, get, you see the nurse practitioner. All right, so takes a look. Oh, yeah, this looks like an infection, so I'm going to give her some antibiotics, and here's another prescription for some steroids, too. This should knock out this and this and that. Uh, okay, got about three different things here. Well, Time goes by, and guess what? The cough is still there, and she's still not feeling great. So uh, go back, and they, you know, do more stuff and more testing and all that. The bottom line here is that this probably makes about the past five or six trips we've gone down to the doctor's office with a kid that was sick that day and had to see a nurse practitioner instead of a doctor. Now, what the hell am I paying for here? I'm paying for a doctor to see my kid, not some nurse the difference between those two positions are about what seven or eight years of schooling and a couple hundred grand in education. I want to see the doctor when my kid is sick. I don't want to see a nurse. Give me a doctor. I don't need my, the nurse forcing a, bun, a bunch of stuff down my kid's throat that doesn't even work. You know, there's a reason why she's a nurse and not a doctor. Give me the doctor next time I go in. And that's my rant, man. When I go to the doctor's office with my kid, I want my kid to see a doctor and not a nurse practitioner, please. The doctor's office, <laughs> not the nurse practitioner's office. Right, Chop? Correct. The t title says it all. Absolutely. And they do love to hand out drugs. Like, yep, here's this. Try this. Here's some of this. Like, I don't want all that. Just give me something that's going to make it go away. One thing. So I agree with you. I thought you might want to speak on Disney World, Chop. Oh, that's not a rant. That's just pure comedy right there. And, I, and I've had, I've, I've, I've given that guy a hard enough time here this past week or so. I better, I want to lay off him. I don't want him to feel like I'm, I'm not a fan of bullying. So I don't want to, I don't want to come across bullying. as a bully. So ah, Brit's a good sport. We know that. So I mean, not, not I would do. I mean, I have a decent time at Disney with the kids cause they have fun, but yeah, I don't know about all that. But, hey, good for him. He's happy, and, and do you. That's my rule. So, yeah. Uh, all right, final thoughts here for part two of the Week 8 DFS OGs podcast. Chop, I know you just went on a rant, but anything to wrap us up here? Football, life, doctors, Disney, what do you got? I would just uh, stick to the football here and say that uh, we, we had a rough week this past week, but it's just the way it goes. You got, you know, 17 of weeks in the NFL. I got about 12 or 13 in college football. You're going to have bad weeks. You're going to have good weeks. You've got to ride the storm. That's why, you, that's why we always preach like bankroll management and not going all in on a week. It'll get better. It'll get good. And the good weeks will far outweigh the bad weeks. So stick with it. We're going to have a good time this week.
Stick to the process, exactly. And Chop, we'll be hoping you come back next week. And the season-long team is two and six. With that, <laughs> Derek. Final thoughts here for week eight of the DFS OGs pod. Yeah. So Chop's rant inspired me to go on one of my own. Uh, my wife brought home some organic bananas the other day, and I just don't get it. Uh, organic, it costs twice as much. Uh, the fruit tastes way worse. Uh, they come home, they're like gray bananas with bruises all over them. I, I just don't get it. I mean, we have the technology to make the fruit better. If you Google it, there's basically no difference between the two. Um, so, yeah, uh, wife, if you're listening to this, no more organic bananas. Now, my wife is not listening, but I say it to her all the time. She loves that organic shit. I mean, we, had, <laughs> we had organic catnip at one time. Ooh. What the hell Ooh. is organic about some damn catnip? And what's the difference between the regular shit and the, no, and the organic? So, yeah, she, she does this all the time, and it's just double, triple the money, and half the time it ain't even organic. So, Miss Snoto, if you're out there, I'm telling you as well, not only your husband, Leave that organic shit. So that'll wrap us up here for the DFS OGs podcast. Thank you to everybody for tuning in again. We'll try to get the question out earlier to give you guys time to get some user questions. But hopefully you enjoyed the questions, enjoyed the rants, enjoyed the analysis. Best of luck here in week eight. Oh, my boys, Headshot, Notorious, I am Beer, saying salut. Best of luck. We'll see you right back here for week nine. Good luck. Rock.